0: If you want to make an audiobook, go to thetalkingbook.org. That's thetalkingbook.org. Check out these amazing writers, narrators, indie publishers. Come to Asheville. We record books in a booth. Here's the show. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the newest dang episode of the Talking Book Podcast. This is a podcast for writers, a podcast for readers, a podcast for audiobook lovers. You know, lovers in general, really. Uh, my name is Chris Hartram. It's a cool spring afternoon in the Land of Sky, Asheville, North Carolina. What a cool nickname, the Land of Sky. I've thought before that someone should start an annual karate tournament or something in this city called the Land of Sky Classic. Doesn't that sound like something? Like something from a movie? The Land of Sky karate classic? Something like that? Anyway, I'm sitting here in my office recording this episode. I'm looking through the window at the backyard. And specifically, I'm looking at the red and yellow bounce house lying in the grass. It's deflated now. Soon my kids will be home. And it will be enormous taking up the entire window. I'm seeing the to be gigantic bounce house and i'm thinking about how the talented claire hopple has been on the show twice before both of her readings were awesome and this new one is no exception claire hopple is the author of five books her fiction has appeared in wig leaf volume one brooklyn peach mag forever mag and others she grew up in the woods of western pennsylvania and currently lives here in Nashville, north carolina I run into her sometimes. She's great. Saw saw her at a baseball game not long ago. Saw her husband at the YMCA the other day. I didn't say anything. I should have said hi, but he was in the middle of a workout. Um, if you guys are hearing this now, yeah, I did see him at the Y. But you can find um, more of her work at clairehopple.com if you want to, and you should. Today, you're going to hear a reading from her new book called Echo Chamber, published by Trident Press. Um, It's a novella and short stories. Chelsea Hodson had this to say about the book. In Echo Chamber, Claire Hopple's precise, shimmering sentences are on full display as she explores the inner workings of these unforgettable characters. Once I started reading this book, I couldn't put it down. It's a refreshing, innovative collection. So yeah, you can trust Chelsea Hodson um, and me. Anyway, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, Without further ado, here's Claire Hopple reading from her new book, Echo Chamber.
1: This is an excerpt from Echo Chamber, out from Trident Press. Gretchen rummages through the cupboard while the dog mashes a chew toy into her shin bone. One thing about Marlena, she has her priorities straight, Gretchen thinks. She'd laminated a pizza delivery flyer and placed it over top her activity schedule on the fridge. Undisclosed ointments and human teeth beckon from the junk drawer. Plus her front door is always slamming itself. And remnants of what appears to be a parade float line the basement floor. She tucks a tissue paper flower into her bosom. Gretchen has always been afraid that once she settles into pet-sitting for a friend, said pet will suddenly keel over in her care. What she isn't prepared for is the death of her friend while she's pet-sitting. The dog's coat has never looked shinier, though. Marlena was an elderly woman, so it could be worse. Her grown son calls the landline in striking, mournful clarity. Gretchen usually thinks she can tell who's calling, by the sound of the ring, but this time she's way off. Some parents are desperate to get creative with the spelling of their children's names, but not with the names themselves. Marlena was no exception. He immediately tells Gretchen that he's Marlena's son, Frank, with two Ks. He'll be there soon to settle the affairs, quell the tide of histrionic relatives, and relieve her of her dog-watching duties. Groove is in the heart, sure, but grief is in the voice. And Frank doesn't sound too broken up about the situation. Returning from a walk with snacks, Gretchen spies a uniformed man crouching in the grass. He's here for the repair work on the house's foundation. Sorry I got held up last week. Nice to finally meet you, Mrs. Stewart. Gretchen mangles his extended hand. Please call me Marlena. Well, Marlena, we have one more form for you to fill out. Paperwork, you know how it goes. He passes her a clipboard. Gretchen skims over the material. A bubbled floater in her eye keeps her spot on the page like a sing-along video. Frank's pre-distressed jeans look ambitious. Gretchen lets him in and offers him some gazpacho. She sits him down on the couch and heads for the kitchen. I'm on to you, she says into a soup bowl. She ekes out a dollop from one of the mystery ointments. It makes a satisfactory plop when it mingles with bits of ground cumin and diced peppers. She paws at the tissue paper flower melting into her chest from the heat of revenge. He's swaddling himself in a dusty quilt on the couch when she enters the room. Best served cold, she grins. Snacks nuzzles at her knees. A subterranean clunking and clanking begins. What is that? Is someone down there? He asks. A slight restructuring. Don't worry about it. Gretchen knocks at the door across the street. She knows Marlena was close with the guy who lives here. He answers. As she's explaining that Marlena has extended her trip, that he'll be seeing a lot of her in the next couple weeks, a tuft of pink fuzz flashes from behind his left shoulder. This neighbor, Craig, is a session musician who side hustles for a singing telegram service because it pays well. The pink gorilla costume is hands down the most popular request. He's learning to yodel so he can add to his repertoire. Craig doesn't explain any of this to Gretchen. He doesn't know the costume's in view and probably wouldn't tell her even if he did. Gretchen sidles away, a little dizzy with pink possibilities. Betsy was Marlena's best friend. Gretchen remembers hearing about her before. Gretchen sees Betsy's name penciled in on the activity calendar and gives her a call. She tells Betsy the same story Craig received. Really? She likes it that much? She's not ready to come back? It's plausible, Gretchen says. They agree to the rec league game as planned. You sound young. You'll add some vigor to the court. Do some squats the day before, just in case, Betsy says, then hangs up. Betsy immediately calls back. Bring your own shuttlecock. Then she hangs up again. The day of the match, Gretchen surveils the gymscape in front of her. In one corner, by the vending machines, is what looks to be a field trip for bankers. She finds a bunch of white-haired ladies stretching each other's hamstrings. She guesses which one's Betsy and waves. At Betsy's approach, she cries soundlessly, mouth open.
0: There we go. There's your reading for today. Claire Hopple, thank you for this. I'm going to leave links to Echo Chamber in the show notes. You can get the book at tridentcafe.com trident-press-titles and everywhere cool books are sold. Just look for the book. Google it. Echo Chamber. Claire Hopple. Thanks to the author. Thanks to Dave for editing the show. Thanks to you for listening. You want to read for the show? You got a book coming out? You had a book come out recently? You had a book come out five years ago? read for the show maybe come record your audiobook with us that's what we do here in the land of sky we record books in a booth hit me up at thetalkingbook.org you know we'll make it happen anyway go get Echo Chamber by Claire Hopple go get yourself a bounce house inflate it in your backyard or in the park and just jump for a while clear your mind just jump my name is Chris Hartram and I love you all good day
2: Who has forsaken sympathy Chasing sister squares I was lit Before I knew Who has forsaken certainty Sleeping in the square